Welcome to Come to the Cookout, where you are all invited to join us. There's a little something for everyone, whether you want to take a big bite out of what's cooking on the grill, or just a little parch and need some tea, or just want a little something sweet. Don't worry, we keep raisins out of our potato salad. And hopefully, you'll leave with a plate full, even if you ain't bring nothing. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Come to the Cookout. On this week's episode, I'm your host, Tzombin Cleave, but y'all can call me T. And I'm joined by Brooklyn. You ready? Because I'm ready. Let's go get it. I, I, I have a lot to talk about. I, 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 don't even know, I don't even know if I have coherent thoughts about all the things that I want to touch on, but I just, I, as the topics were coming up, I was like, I, I got to put that on this week's episode. And I am frustrated if nothing more well like i've told you before i was like once you have an outlet and you start getting used to it's like you look forward to these things just so you can stay sane okay well let's get welcome to this week's episode of come to the cookout and i know every week i come to you guys and i'm like i am tired but i am fired up because there's a lot that's happening right now how are you doing you know i this is my week to be tired bitch i wanted to take a nap so bad Oh, excuse me. See? Just creep up on you sometimes. Ah. Just creep up on you. <laughs> right, get your life together. You are not going to be dozing off over here on Beyonce's internet when we're trying to talk about some serious topics. <laughs> well, hit me, child. What's on the grill? Okay, well, I'm going to ease in. So this is um, this is an, a, an actual, like, topic of conversation, or this is just something that I saw on TikTok, and I as I am in the workforce and I know that you are in management, I wanted to get your opinion on this. So I'm going to actually read, I'm going to paraphrase this, but I just audacity in the workforce. I I feel like people are just losing their minds and the workforce today with the pandemic has gotten to the point where we know our worth. And so a lot of people are leaving their jobs and starting new avenues of to support themselves and mm-hmm. putting up with a lot less bullshit. So I'm just going to read something to you real quick. Uh, it was from a blog and a, a reader writes in and he says, or they say, my best employee quit work on the spot because they wouldn't let her go to her college graduation. That alone caught me. Wait, her personal... Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. The person that's writing in is the manager. Yeah, but the manager is wrong. I don't care what, like, if it's even retail, like, unless, like, you could have a bit, I'm thinking of retail, and you have a visit from your, you know, district manager or whatever, come in, and you want to, no, she ain't going to be here. She got to graduate. Her own graduation. Let me give you some more. Uh, So, I manage a team, and as part of their jobs is to provide customer support over the phone. Due to a new product launch, we are expected to provide service outside of our normal hours for time. Oh, no. Stop right there. And it's outside. And it's outside my... So you want me... First of all, I let, let me just... you. I requested a day. You said no. Then you want me to, you want me to provide support outside of my normal hours. Go ahead, child. Go, what, what else? It's a no. It's a no for me. This includes some of my team coming in on a day our office is normally closed mm-hmm. based on lower seniority because no one volunteers. Of course not, because it's outside of my time. Like, who's going to say, sign me up to do the graveyard shift? Unless you're a skeleton or a zombie, 
Ain't nobody coming to be like, oh, let me do the graveyard. No. One employee asked if they could come in two hours after the start time due to her college graduation ceremony. Wait a minute, pause. So she was going, so she decided, you know what? I'm going to take one for the team, bitch, but I just can't do it. I'm going to be a team player. I just can't do it at the time that you're requesting. I, I need two hours late. I can't come in at eight, but I'll be there at 10. Because I'm coming from a function that I, me, am receiving an award for. I've worked hard. Oh, carry on. See, you got me angry already. <laughs> I told this team member that she could not start two hours late and that she would have to skip the uh, ceremony. Let me explain. An hour later, she handed me her work ID and a list of all the times that she had worked late, come in early, worked overtime for each and every one of her coworkers, and then she quit on the spot. I'm a bit upset because she was my best employee by far. Her work was excellent. She never missed a day of working six years. She worked here and she was my go-to person for weekends and holidays. Even though she doesn't work here anymore, I want to reach out and tell her that quitting without notice because she didn't get her way isn't exactly professional. Okay, let me explain something to you. Karen! Karen, come to the come to the mic. Because you're wrong on all that. So you're going to sit here and tell me, uh, uh, okay, see, you gave me this word called context. Context is something that I look for that helps fill in the gaps where I'm a little confused at times. Mm-hmm. So you just told me this young person, not young, because six years of service, you couldn't bend the rule a little bit. Because my question is, was it better to have a person there or nobody there? Because my assumption is, with her quitting, you still ain't got nobody to cover this shift. If, if I go back to retail, right, like right, right, if right. I'm thinking my retail brain, right? Like, okay, someone no call, no show. This person said I can come in two hours later. I told her, no, she quits. I still ain't got nobody to cover the shift. Secondly, she was the go-to person on holidays and something else she said. Because, again, I was just appalled. Holidays and weekends. If you don't get the fuck out of here and go give her a box of donuts and some flowers and give her a picture that says employee of the motherfucking millennial. Well. Uh, that's crazy. My my So my immediate thought process went to most places now are at will, at will employers, right? Which means that you can fire me at any time and I can also quit at any time. Mm-hmm. Like the, the notion of a two, the, the idea of a two week notice is non-existent. And at, first of all, right. that's a courtesy. Like I want to be very clear because I just was having this conversation with other people too. It is nice. I know being in management in all of my years, right? A lot of times when people gave their notice, I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> you ain't got to worry about coming in. Thank you for giving me this notice. But because you're such a shitty employee, don't worry about it. I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, oh, thank you. But you know what? It's best that you do just make tomorrow your last day. Clean out your, your desk. Clean out your, your cubicle. Don't even worry about coming back for another 13 days. It's not worth you. It's not worth it. Because then once I know... That- because you... The, you- you're not going to do the, the job the same way. Exactly. Because you don't need it anymore. Exactly. And once I know that you no longer need this job, it's like the the effort that you give is going to go from, you know, 100% to 80% the first few days after. Then it's going to go to 60. But in this instance, you're thinking, you're talking about a person who was given 150% every time, every time they showed up. Right. Above and beyond. Knowing 
even knowing that they are about to graduate and move on to the next step. But I'm going to show up because this is my job and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And I, all I want from you is I, I'm, I'm going to come in on my day off, by, by the way, on my day off to help you out. But I can't be there at eight o'clock. I need to come in two hours later because I'm walking across the stage for my accomplishment. Let me be very clear. There was nothing you can say. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what the, what the scenario would be where the, the manager would be in the right here. Because to my point, like we're already talking about outside of, outside of normal work hours. I'm asking for volunteers. No one's volunteering. This person is stepping up. Yeah. I would have been like, okay, cool. I'll see you at 10 instead of eight. I, Cause this is what I would do. I would have came in as the manager. I would have did two quick, imagine. I come in, do quick two little hours. And then my girl come in, oh, you gonna take over? All right. You know, thank you. How was your graduation? I bought you a graduation cake. Lunch is on me, because today's your graduation. Like, done. But you came in on your graduation day for me like, to help me. Now, now you ain't thank got nobody. You. Thank you is, the, is what you should have said. That's the, thank you. I appreciate it. But no, now, bitch, you gotta say, and you got and this manager has the nerve to say, should I give her a call and tell her how unprofessional? No, let's talk about you. Like that's just cr- that's crazy. That's unprofessional because you that's no longer your employee. Say it again. There you go. That's crazy as hell. Okay. So I'm gonna shift gears a little bit and I would like to talk about the rodeo and circus that has been Wait, is you, you live at the rodeo. What bull is coming? You go ride a bull or something? There's some bull, but it's bullshit is what it is. <laughs> the Honorable Katanji Brown Jackson. Oh, my girl. Yes. And Lord. before we even get into that, I just want to I, I want to touch on a subject that is close to my mm-hmm. heart, which is when people mispronounce your name, oh, because as someone who doesn't have a common name, mm. My name is Tazam. It's two syllables. It's five letters. Uh, my my handle is Tazam Van Cleef, which is my first and middle name. Uh, so it's not a common not name, but it's yeah. also not hard to say. But for some reason, people find it just like the most foreign word that they could ever pronounce. Right. I've been called Tizam, Tizam, Tazan. Um, any any number of things. I, I I was on. I answered the phone at work the other day, and I had spoken to this person like before because he had called back, and he asked for someone, and I was like, "Who are you asking for?" And he's like, "Oh, I, I talked to them last week," and I'm like, "That was me, Tazan." <laughs> and what did he call you? And I'm just like, I, I, I can't. I don't even know. Like, I like my little. My name is literally five letters. It's two syllables. So, and he, he, there was at least three in the syllables in the name that he, whatever he called me. I don't know what it was, (laughs) but Judge Brown Jack is, her first name is Katanji. It's phonetic. It's Katanji. And she's been called all kinds of names in the media. And I don't understand it. I mean, there's a hint of racism. I mean, if you really must know. Because the thing is, they get all the other names correct. If you can get all of the, yeah, the if you can say Tchaikovsky. Yes. If you can say Vladimir. If all of these Russian, yes. Katanji. If you can see all these Russian and 
especially the Palestine conflict going on, and you could say all the names of all the generals and things, then you can say her name just fine. Or if you can't say it, like I always get nervous, I'm going to mispronounce it. I'll be completely, completely honest about it. I'll always make sure I'm saying Miss Brown Jackson. KBJ. Right? Just to make sure I'm not like being disrespectful because the honorable. (laughs) There you go. Judge (laughs) Brown Jackson. She she worked too hard to get her credentials. Too. Well, you know, I don't know. Miss Jackson. I don't know if she received one because, you know, I need to see her LSATs, of course. But okay, so. You know, segue into that because the one of the most frustrating things about this confirmation mm-hmm. is that of the justices that are currently on the bench, mm-hmm. she is beyond qualified. Mm-hmm. Beyond qualified. Mm-hmm. At the time of her confirmation, here are her statistics, right? She went to public high school, which only three other justices of the 10. Uh, sorry, of the nine other justices, there were only three others that went to public high school. Uh, the, uh, the remaining ones went to private school, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so she also went to an Ivy League school. Most of them, except for Coney Barrett, went to a, an Ivy League school. She did not go to well, Ivy I mean. um, She served on as a Supreme Court clerk, um, which three of the other justices did not. She is the only uh, potential justice to serve as a public defender. She was on the sentencing commission, which only one other justice served on the sentencing commission. She was a district judge, which only one other judge was a district judge. And she served on the Court of Appeals, which uh, Kagan did not. So, and she's had, she has nine years of uh, service on, on the judicial, she has more qualifications than any of the other justices at the time of their confirmation. And the, just the, the calm and composure that she retains while she's answering these stupid questions that have nothing to do with her is by itself uh, an accomplishment. Because these senators are throwing questions at her that have nothing to do with her ability to sit on the bench, with her law experience, with her education, Mm. or with her character. You seem very upset and frustrated when I would have to say that I wouldn't expect anything less. Right? Like, Every you have been in this situation at one point or another, and I'm sure you know our parents have told us a million times for us to be wherever we want to be, we have to do twice as good just to get half, right? So, to think that she would be given the grace that she deserves, um. You know, I understand that can be frustrating, but at the same time, I was used to it. Like watching her in the eye, the eyebrows she would give, like, you know, a black woman's face, your eyebrow right now. Like, you could tell she wanted to say, if you don't get the fuck out, infinity to infinity. She wanted to slap a bitch. Yeah, there. I could see. There are plenty of times where the look on her face, where she's like, she just wants to say, bitch. What? But she held it together, and I think that's that's the the 
I don't want to say the cross that we, that some of us have to bear at times, but it is something you have to you have to keep in front of your mind. Like she knows if she was to pop off, she would just be an angry black yes. woman. Exactly. I, let me go into one of the questions. I'll start with Mr. Lindsey Graham, and this is a simple question, not even a crazy question. I'm just going to ask about faith. Do you know if I, as an employer, I cannot ask that in a fucking interview? Number one, that's against the law. And she alluded to it, I think, during the follow-up question, when he was asking about like how faithful she is and all of those bullshit. There is no faith test for any job and in, in, in that she's applying for today, number one. And number two, there's this thing called separation of church and state. However, she had to calculate, like in that t- two seconds, she had to calculate, do I answer this fucking question? Or do I, you know, go the route of I cannot answer that question like she did with some of the others where it's going to just go off the rails because they're trying to catch her or they're trying to present the question in a way that is already starting from a negative spot, if that makes sense. So instead of saying, did you witness a murder? It's more of like, you murdered, didn't you? And so it is frustrating. Yes, I I understand your surprise, but if if I were you, I wouldn't be. I just think it's... It's It's not that I'm surprised. It's just... She is so beyond qualified that... It's just disheartening to know that we have that as far as we've come, it it it's like we've taken so many steps forward and we're still behind. Well, you know, I love your optimism, right? I think that's something that you bring to a, to the table that is undeniable. I used to have that optimism. However, I feel I'm more of a realist. I think for me, where I lost a, a piece of hope or you know, living in hope, I guess. Is, is after Obama left office, right? Like to see the pendulum swung one way and there was a, an immediate reaction to remind me, fool, if you don't get the fuck out of here, we are not living in a post-racial America. And it, and it so for me, it's like, I, I expected the Republicans to act a fool this week and they showed out and showed their ass. So... It's, it is frustrating, but I think you know where the other side is playing from. You act accordingly. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you have anybody in particular that you would like to call out? Because I have someone I would love to call out. And that's Mr. Oh, you that's Mr. I was I was more upset at the, 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 the confirmation as a oh, whole. Oh, yeah. I mean. And there were certain, like, questions that were asked. And, you know, one of the things that was re- recurring to me is that as these people are asking their questions, I'm like, how fucking old is he? Why is he still in the office? Like, they're, they're 80 like, and almost 90-year-old men that are still serving and, like, you're taking up a seat from someone that could be introducing new ideals, but go ahead. I think the person that frustrated me was somebody the name of Theodore Cruz, I believe he goes by also known as Ted, also known as... Uh, well, this is the thing. So I don't even know where to begin with this guy. So first of all, I want everybody remind, to be reminded, Ted Cruz is Canadian, who is 
Hispanic when it's convenient for him. He tries to pretend he's a racist white Texan. Um, and he's a little confused about how race works. He was trying to ask about trans rights. You know how some people identify as trans? And then he was like, they, mm-hmm. are they protected by Article 3? And then he was like, well, what about me? I'm a Hispanic man. Could I decide that I'm an Asian man? Okay, if, if, if I can change my gender, if I can be a woman, and then an hour later, if I decide I'm not a woman anymore, I guess I would lose Article 3 standing. Uh, tell me, does that same principle apply to other protected characteristics? For example, I'm, I'm an Hispanic man. Could, could I decide I was an Asian man? W- would I have the ability to be an Asian man and challenge? I'm going to pause because anyone out there should know that's a dumbass question. Rachel Dolezal tried that bullshit a few years ago. And you saw she got her ass... She is transracial. Tazam. Don't make me throw something at the the computer screen. She is not trans-nava. Okay? She is trans-delusional. That's what the fuck she is. Just like Mr. Theodore Cruz. Again, you are a fake Hispanic who's from Canada, who's actually Cuban if we really want to go there, who wants to now be the savior of children, now wants to say, oh my God, I care about critical race theory like you have i mean he didn't care about children when they were freezing that's exactly t you took a word i was like you had no zero and i mean big fat old zero issues with the caged hispanics toddlers that 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 trump had right on yourself uh you didn't have any issues when it was i think it was flooding in your area and you the lights went out and you i think you were catching a plane to Get some sun in Cancun. You weren't worried about children then. I don't even want to say hypocrisy at this point because there needs to be a new word for the audacity of the situation of them to be like, I'm so concerned about this when, bitch, you're not. You're doing it. And I think one of their senators on the Republican side, which shocked the fuck out of me, called it out and called it jackassery or whatever the word he made up. And that's exactly what it was. The four people that were out there making the most ruckus were on cable news every night this week on the right. And so, like, it is true. They are going viral for the wrong moments, but they know those sound bites are going to get them clicks, which are going to get them money, and going to get them votes. And it's just a sad state of where we are today. And it has nothing to do with her actual hearing. Did you know that for 127 years, there were no confirmation hearings? Like, white men were just allowed to become... Supreme Court justices, and it wasn't until the first Jewish candidate was being vetted that now we needed to we need to we need to make sure that this. Of is course, okay. that's how it always is. Just like they, I mean, someone had cornered uh, Ted Cruz. I, I want to say last year or maybe the year before, when right after uh, RGB died, and people were asking him about adding people to the court because you know that's a big a big talking point on the other side of saying packing the courts. We didn't always have nine justices. We added those. So were we packing the courts then? Like, not let's not sit here and play like Clarence Thomas ain't somewhere hemmed up in a hospital and y'all want to keep it under wraps because Lord forbid that Biden gets two picks. Lord forbid. You see, quiet. He was supposed to, he's supposed to be, we don't report that out for SCOTUSes. Okay, bitch. We knew every time RGB was in the hospital or hemmed up or had 
COVID or ha- whatever the case may be, but we don't. The second, the second. I'm so sorry. Clarence Thomas ain't been heard from in days. And you know what also, I, I forgot who said this. I want to say it might have been Joy Reed made the correlation of this is the way we treated Anita Hill when Clarence Thomas was being confirmed. I don't know if everyone's seen Kerry Washington's confirmation on HBO. If you haven't, please take a gander. But the way that Miss... Oh, I oh, you haven't seen that. Seen... I didn't know it's that amazing. Right. The way that, that we treated Anita Hill, who was coming and bringing sexual uh, misconduct against Clarence Thomas before his confirmation, is exactly how KBJ is being treated today. It's just as fascinating. Because here we are, Clarence Thomas confirmed in the 90s. And some of the questioning about criminal justice, which again only comes up when your skin is, you know, a little tinted, is the same questioning that was being asked by the Southern Democrats when Thurgood Marshall was coming in. So history is repeating itself. My question is, what are you going to do differently this time? All I know is, it's, and I've talked to you about this. I try to like tune in and be a, abreast of what's happening and the questions and the the uh, proceedings of the hearing. And I really, I can only check, tune in for like a, a couple good moments at a time. Like I might be able to give it like a good 20 minutes because I just get the how she is so reserved and measured is just a testament to her professionalism and her character and her education because I get mad for her. And I am literally like yelling at my phone, like, bitch, why did you ask? That's a dumbass question. That's a stupid ass question. That's nothing to do. There's so many questions that have, have been asked to her. And it's just like, and she's had, she's had to say, that has nothing to do with me. Like when they're asking her how uh, questions on policy and she's just like, well, that's not my job. That's actually your job. Congress is the one that are setting the statutes. So you should ask that to your comp- compatriots. Like, these are your colleagues that are making look in the mirror these decisions, and then we are judging the rules of law against those decisions that you have made. Like they keep trying to hammer her up with this like child pornography um, cases, and it's just like, well, I am judging based on the statute. Like know the goddamn law. Yeah, I went to law school, and <sighs> Fox News, fucking Fox News, the. That whole tangent that Tucker Carlson wanted to go on about, like, release her LSAT scores. What are they trying to hide? And is the most asinine thing that I, at the time, thought he could actually ask for. Because an LSAT is just the entry level. It's the, P, it's the SAT for law school. It's the test you take to get into law school. She's been a lawyer. She's been a judge. She's been sitting on the bench. Obviously, she went to law school. So releasing her LSAT scores are redundant. But that's what I was saying. I think for that, that was more of a, a dog whistle to say, was she good enough to get in to begin with? Like, or what did she get a leg up and get affirmative action somehow? Because that's the thing. Okay, maybe she got in, but someone helped her get in. Not like legacy Yale people or Harvard people that get in because of their daddy and mommy's name is on a building. Let's not act like that doesn't happen right or nepotism and like i know your your dad knows me that's not what happened here and you know good and well that doesn't happen for black folks that doesn't happen for latin folks so let's stop with the bs and let's really work at making sure we're thinking about what we're saying so it again it's not about anything but 
getting the people riled up. Going back to KPJ for a second, I forgot who I was arguing. I think it was, I don't know who I was arguing with. Uh, maybe I was arguing with myself when I was listening to Miss Blackburn. I think that's what it really was. I was arguing with myself because the bitch said something about the, the Constitution. I'm a, first of all, she got confused with the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. But for the moment, the, fir- the first question she was asking, and I was like, she's, she's talking about the Constitution as if it's a living, breathing document, which, yes, it is. But the, the origins of that document did not have her in mind. It did not have a woman in mind. It did not have uh, uh, Black people in mind. We were slaves at that time frame. So for them to sit there and be like, oh, the Constitution is this wonderful, glorious Bible, it needs to be updated. And so get the fuck out of it. Because she... I mean, you're also writing a Constitution for a land that... Oh, yeah. Say it again. Say it again. So yeah, it's just... It's very convoluted about how this entire... Entire process has been. One topic I wanted to bring to your attention... It was breaking news while I was getting ready for today. Because we were just talking about Clarence Thomas. I don't know about if you know anything about his wife. Oh, Jesus. Virginia Thomas. She's a conservative activist, uh, for those who don't know. Like I said, who's married to the Supreme Court Justice, Mr. Clarence. Uh, reportedly pressured the White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, to overturn the 2020 presidential election in text messages. Smoking gun text messages. Uh, in the weeks following the vote, according to copies obtained by CBS News, uh, Mr. Robert Costa and Bob Woodward. If you don't know Bob Woodward, let me let you know now. When his ass puts his name to a book, he's done, I think, I want to say six presidents. Them books be detailed as fuck, and they are sourced up. So the fact that he has copies of the text Receipts. means bitch, maybe that's why your husband is missing to try to change the subject. Just going to put that out there. It's breaking news, so I ain't got much to say on it, except the coup is in the front yard. It's no longer coming in the back. I would like to add yeah. to that. Allegedly, she was at the January 6th rally, but she wasn't at the convention. I mean, it is literally across the street because Trump said go across the street into the, into the, so, okay, cool. But, I mean, more to come on this shit, but I just want to say they don't necessarily reference the, the justice because she knows how to keep that shit separate. But, you know, it's going to be um, interesting when the shit comes. But then, also, side note, just for those of you all paying attention to the news, I know KBJ's confirmation hearing has been taking up the most of it. But what also has been on the back burner, also kind of bubbling, is how Trump ain't going to be um, prosecuted for nothing. So... Just an FYI, like three, three or four DAs in New York have uh, withdrew that, you know, either quit because every single few months there's been someone new put in charge of the investigation above them. And those people are like, oh, I don't know if there's enough information. So he's going to get off scot-free. So, you know, just it just proves that if you're powerful enough and rich, you don't have to pay for consequences. So that's all I got to say about that. Now I'm thirsty as fuck, and I need something to drink. You got some tea? I keep crying. No tears, just tea. I got a little bit of tea. Um, it's something that just like popped up in my feed. You know, I hear I am not really up on a lot of new music. Yes. You know, I I, I stay in my lane. My my 90s and early 2000s. I love what I love, right? So, you know, I see artists in the 
new artists come up and like people are obsessed with them and talk about them like Bad, Bad Bunny. Seen some things that he's done and like uh, you know features he's been on and things like that. But like he's in the news right now because um, his song Safayetta um, samples um, an artist that I actually love, uh, Missy Elliott. Now, mm-hmm. somebody had to get fired because apparently they didn't clear the rights to sample that the song that they use, which is Get Your Freak On. Which, you know, dun, 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 get Your Freak On. Yes. Get Your Freak On. Um, uh-huh. Okay, get your life together. Get your life together. So <laughs> one of the uh, other artists that was on that record, Safayetta, um, basically went on social media and was, and was complaining that he, he it was inferring that him and Mad Bunny and the other, his partner, only received 1% of the royalties for that song because the sample wasn't cleared. And so he inferred that Missy was receiving 99% of the royalties. Now, that is incorrect, but he mm-hmm. also didn't clarify anything. So he had his legions of fans then like attacking Missy. And so, you know, which is crazy to me. So you are telling me that you are mad that you used my work from 15 years ago that I created from scratch. Like, I, mine is not a sample. Mine is something that I created and made into a hit. And so then 15 years later, you want, instead of writing your own music, take my sample, which is cool. Like, we, they all, all artists, a lot of artists do it. There are, there are songs that are hits in the 90s that are samples of songs from the previous generation. Our parents. Right. So it's not something that is unheard of. People do it all the time. But you're mad that your your people didn't clear the the copyright and now have to pay her a large portion of royalties for your song. So it got so bad that Missy, who doesn't usually talk about any of this on, you know, in the social media realm, Went to Twitter and Missy says, Joelle, who's the artist, sadly you misled all these people to make them think that I have 99%. Now, I don't talk about business online because that's messy. But now here we are. I have 25% and there are also six other samples and 15 other writers on this one song that got a percentage also. So then uh, Joelle replies and is like, Missy, something got lost in translation because I never said you take 99%. That's impossible. There are a whole bunch of other people in there. I'm cool with my 1%. Excuse me, nothing below from Puerto Rico to you. We both in the business. Let's chill and enjoy what we do. Peace. Uh, and so then Missy replies, she says, I'm glad that you now mentioned that there are other examples and writers on this track that got the percentage that you hadn't named. We're both in the music business. We know how we must clear someone else's work. Much love from VA757. And then he replied and he's like, oh, it's all love. Maybe we should work together. And then she just did not reply to him after that. She's like, I said what I need to say. Well, like, can you imagine? I can't. Big Lotto. Are you familiar with Big Lotto? Yes. Also, no, I'm sure you heard her song Big Dick Energy. I mean, I know her from TikTok because she was a sound, but go, yeah, go ahead. But you know that song. Yes. And that song samples the incomparable diva, 
the Emancipation, Miss Mimi, mm-hmm. Mariah Carey, for those okay. who don't know. Big Lotto got a lot of uh, flack, if you will, because she didn't know. Like, she heard the beat and she was like, oh, it sounds nostalgic, which I thought was cute <laughs> because it is nostalgic. But at the same time, this song, the original song, was made, I think, the year she was born or the, or the year before she was born, right? So I don't know who was with Bad Bunny because I know Bad Bunny's on top of his stuff. So I don't know who this extra person is. Maybe they just heard the beat and thought it was something clever or cute or whatever. And then when it comes to clearing samples, then that's when they ran into the to, to issues. Because I know other rappers have had this issue before, which is why there was a big difference back in our early college years of mixtape versus albums. Mixtape people would rap over other beats and shit like that. Cool. But you couldn't put that out and get money for it because run me my check if it's my song or run me my mm-hmm. check if I'm a producer on the previous song. So I don't blame whoever these bitches are. I do blame their their label or whoever told them, this is all you. I blame all of them. And the only reason I say that, I, I'm not saying that I blame him because... He should he, he should have known better. I blame him because he's loud and wrong. Oh yeah, you can't be loud and wrong. Like, don't get on uh, don't yeah. get on this internet and be loud and wrong. Inferring inferring something that you don't either you either don't know or you try you trying to get a a, a response from and because I don't know what you thought your allegiance of family going to do and Missy had to shut you down because like you you took my work and tried to make a hit off of it and made you made a hit off of it. Then he didn't they didn't try it. it was a hit. It's like one of Bad Bunny's like biggest songs. Um, yeah. But you took my work, made a hit off of my work, and then got on the internet loud and wrong trying to like infer something. So yeah, like yes, you are wrong. I blame you, and then I also yeah. blame the people who didn't clear the copyright. Yeah, this is the thing. Music is a business. You're not making money off streaming anyway. They pay you half a cent for every hundred thousand. So. I doubt that you're making money that way. If anything, you're making money on touring. And let me tell you, Bad Bunny was just here in Cali. And let me tell you, I seen Bad Bunny two years ago before he was big at Coachella. Let me tell you, Bad Bunny puts on a motherfucking show. He got big bitches putting on a show. And I I stand for Bad Bunny because in the Latin community, as you know, it's a struggle to be, to have a feminine side to you. And I do enjoy that he he's someone who paints his nails, doesn't give a fuck, talks about, you know, he said at one point he was bisexual and really tries to help change the norms of the Latin community when it comes to what it means to be machismo. Um, because I do feel a lot of a lot of men struggle with being in touch with their emotions. So I'm not blaming Bad Bunny. I'm just putting letting everybody know Bad Bunny is innocent. <laughs> well, I was not blaming Bad Bunny at all. It's his song, of course. This whole came up because of Joel. Joel is the one that's on it, that being loud and wrong. Lock his ass up and put him away. Lock him up. Lock him up. Because you also are now like drawing attention, negative attention to my the work that I created, being loud and wrong, right. like being loud and wrong, and now and, and pos- potentially like ruining a connection that I could have had with Missy. Of course, because you are loud and wrong, yeah. like you. You burning you burning bridges for me. Like let me burn my own bridge. And another thing too that's kind of interesting that that had me chuckle. I can't believe I used to be that crazy of a hive member, right? Like I'm thinking of you know Mariah got her butterflies or whatever she calls them bitches. B got the beehive as we all know. I can't imagine myself today going on I don't know Tina Turner's page, right, and cussing out Tina Turner. I like you gotta have. 
some coos about yourself in your fandom, you gonna go yell at Missy Elliott? Like, what? What did Missy Elliott do wrong? Like, okay, let let, let me go to what, what you said. She's getting ninety nine percent. Okay, cool. I didn't clear the sample, or again, I sampled her song. So why am I yelling at Missy? I'm confused. Missy didn't come out and say, I don't piss on them, they suck, they're horrible, because Missy's laughing her way to the bank. So why am I yelling at Missy? Right, she's cashing her check. I'm confused. So the hives, this, the, the hives need to get their lives together. The, I think the worst ones out there are the barbs. Oh, they're going to come, come yell at us. They're, those are the crazy ones. They be yelling at whoever, whenever, for no reason. Like, you didn't even read the whole sentence. Like, you yelling at me for Nikki for no reason. I've been canceled by a few of them a few times. I don't know, because the Swifts, the, did I tell you the story about how I was watching some, uh, I was watching, uh, I think it was on YouTube, I was watching a podcast, I was watching the podcast, and they were having a debate about, like, uh, singers of this generation, and uh, and just like singers in general. And so one of the guys on there, he was talking about Whitney Houston. And he was like, oh my God, she's the voice of her generation. She's amazing, blah, blah. And so one of the girls on was like, well, I mean, she's no Taylor Swift. And he's like, what? And so she goes on about how Taylor is amazing and she's like the voice of her generation and blah, blah. And so he's like, I'm not trying to take anything away from Taylor. Taylor can write a song. Mm-hmm. She, she, can write a hook mm-hmm. that like nobody's business. She's she, her songs are catchy. She can carry a mm-hmm. tune. Like she's a great performer, but, but vocally she is nowhere near Whitney Houston. Like it's just a fact. They are they are they are on two different levels. Mm. And she just would would not back down. He's like I can't even I can't even argue with you because it's fundamentally wrong. Right. It, it you it. Let me tell you, Swifties come out swift and with a vengeance. So I don't fuck with them bitches as much as I, my thing that I always tell people when I when when I think what hurts me the most with Taylor Swift and why it's hard for me to take her serious is I want to say it was the American Music Awards, the AMAs, I believe they're called. They have the nerve to award this woman artist of the millennium or millennial, one of the two. And what bothered me the most is this was the year that the king of pop passed away. The Michael, the Jackson, and you had the nerve. I, with any, a a gnat with any sense, would have got up and said, you know what? I thank you for this. However, like Adele did with some class. I it is a it is a honor to be nominated. However, however, in this instance, I don't believe that I deserve this. This should this award should have gone to She's all she was Adele. only in the in the music industry, maybe, maybe, maybe seven. I'll you know what? Fuck it. I'll give it 10 years. I don't know. Maybe she wrote a jingle for a fucking commercial somewhere. However, you are not going to give this heifer heifer millennial. Millennial is a long time. I don't deal well with fantasy. I, that's, your, that's your genre. That was before her even like... Yeah. That was even before like her like real hits came out. Oh, see, like, I'm, she just had like a couple bops at that I point. don't even think she had went pop at that point because you know how she was country first then went pop. I think she was still on the country side. And I was like, 
ever since then, for me, I don't know if it was her record company or whatever, but I was like, there's no way in hell she wins that over MJ of the millennial. Unless you're saying like four millennials. No, it was like of of the death, some crazy. And I'm like, no, I'm done. So fuck her. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Not fuck her. That, that was my, that was my hiveness coming out. That's wonderful. Let the Swifties say where they need to say. I do have one bit of tea that I want to share with you. It's not serious, mm-hmm. serious. That's why I didn't put it in the, in the grill. It's like lukewarm tea. It's not hot tea. It's, it's funny to me because I was, it's politic related or politic adjacent, but I just wanted to tell you. What do you, let me ask first, because I'm confused. What year are we? We are in the year 2022. I must be in the twilight zone because Donald Trump is over here suing Hillary Clinton over collusion with Russia that he claims prior to the 2016 election. That's it. That's all I want to tell you. (laughs) He's alleging they attempted to undermine his 2016 presidential bid by linking him to Russia. I just want to, am I, again, I want to make sure because the multiverse is real. He was president in 2016. Yes. So let's just say, let, let me give, again, I'm going to do it like Swifties. Let me give you the benefit of the doubt. Did she undermine you? Because to undermine we, means like know, she, I'm confused. I mean, this is the same person that like asked Obama why he didn't do more for 9-11. And I was like, <laughs> it wasn't in office. That's so what true. Was he supposed That's to right. do? Or saying Hillary wasn't at the, at the 9-11. He walked down there. He didn't see no Hillary. And they were like, here's a picture of her next to Rudy Giuliani. Right. Like, covered. right. She was she was a senator. Like, okay, sir. Okay, great. But where were you? I don't remember seeing a Donald Trump picture anywhere down there. I just wanted to share that because I thought, I, I was like, I'm reading. First of all, I was like, I'm, I was like, wait, am I? I was like, we are in 2022. I, so it's a hundred and page, a hundred and eight page lawsuit. I ain't read it all yet. When I need some, you know, light reading to go to bed, I, I might pick it up. But just wanted to share that with you. Raisins in the potato salad. You don't see that every day. Well, I mean, I know that I started off a little animated, but I am, you know, there's something that has irked me this week, and you know, I just, I. I just need to pick the raisins out of my potato salad because okay. in the tomfoolery that is the state congress, I see all these laws that are popping up in Texas, Kentucky, Idaho, and there are all mm. these abortion laws, which are written and got and authored by men, and most of the bills that are being voted on are few to any women that are even voting on the bills. Mm. But there's a couple that just like popped out of me because they're just, they're asinine. So the Idaho abortion law states that you terminate pregnancy due to rape. The rapist cannot sue you. However, the mother, sister, grandparent of that rapist can sue you for terminating the pregnancy. So they can sue the victim for terminating the pregnancy that they did not want. I think what bothers me with that, because I was following this story as well, I think it's Brad Little, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, the go- the governor. He he admitted on camera that it was um that the bill would be re-traumatizing to victims. He still signed the bill. So I mean 
I believe I told you this before, Tazam. The 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 Republicans are all about re- overturning Roe versus Wade. When they do, they want to have these laws on the books. I think I was reading an article that passed, not if, but when it is overturned, because it's kind of a foregone conclusion now. I think it's like 26 states have laws like this on the books already. So it will almost be immediate, which is why, if I'm not mistaken, billionaire philanthropist, Miss Miss Mackenzie Scott, Bezos' ex-wife, she recently gave, I think, the largest donation ever to Planned Parenthood at $275 million because they are good. It's just, again, it's going to happen soon. Um, I believe there's a court case right now in front of the Supreme Court about, I think it's the Texas abortion ban. Um, And if that does happen to get overturned, then all of these things that we're talking about are supposed to be there in place because Republicans really do believe that, you know, life starts at the time of conception. What you believe in your personal belief is your business. My only concern and the same thing that I tell everyone is, is if you have an issue with abortions, don't have an abortion. There's no reason for you to be in someone's uterus. Oregon is already investing $15 million to prepare for the fallout of the Idaho abortion ban. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I think the blue states will be, it'll be a, a segregate state. Red states will have no abortion. Blue states will have abortions. I think it depends on how the law is written. Because I know Texas law is, even if you drive to another state, you could still be held accountable. Um, I think the problem is it, it's always going to be a class system when it comes to abortions, not to be all like serious for the moment. But white women have always been able to get abortions since the beginning of time because there was always facilities available, uh, uh, afforded to them based on their money and status. The people that it's going to hurt the most are the brown and black communities. I think of people in, for example, Florida. Florida is a long ass state, looks like a penis, right? The people that are at the bottom half of Florida are going to have to drive 500 plus miles to get to a place where they can actually get an abortion. So what's going to end up happening is we are going to go back to how our parents have talked about in the 60s and 70s before Roe versus Wade became a law of the land. People are going to be trying to take, you know, certain teas to get rid of their, some people are going to throw themselves down. The, so it's, it's only going to make the, the woman find a way to terminate if they want to terminate. I don't understand why we are even, why this is even a thing. Why are we policing other people's body autonomy with their body, with their own body? Like, I don't understand why someone what why these bills are being written by people without uterus also reading an article today about men's birth control male birth control and how they're uh they finally made some advancements and they're gonna they're hoping to move to the next step of human trial and i think i i wish there was an i don't know what the equivalent would be like i know birth control technically uh would stop our semen from you know getting excited and 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 having jumping into the egg whatever but i wonder what would be the yeah well yeah i was thinking like if there was a sterilization law then i think people would sit up and be like how dare you well i mean i know you know that they can do it it's not a thing that they can't do because they're used to sterilize gay men as a punishment it goes back to hypocrisy one-on-one the same people that are sitting here saying i want to take over your uterus are the same people to say how dare you tell me i need to wear a mask 
That's true. Right? Because it's my body, my choice. I shouldn't have to wear a mask if I don't want to. Then it's my body, my choice. I should be able to use my uterus the way that I want to use my uterus. Not that I have a uterus, but on behalf of the females that do have uteruses out there that I want to say, I want to or not want to have, you know. I don't know. This country, like I said, I think it kind of goes back to what you were speaking to earlier. I have felt ever since, you know, 2016 that once the people came out of the woodwork for this crazy man and then they were emboldened and then you see Republicans now, they don't give a fuck about shit. They don't give, like, they, that, what we see in the confirmation hearings, what we see when we're trying to, like, save, you know, uh, budget shutdowns, they don't give a fuck. And the problem is no one holds them accountable. It's like I said last week. They're still going to be on Fox News tonight. People are still, like, same with Mr. Brad Little, right? He's the governor of Idaho. That's a red state. They're not going to vote him out of office because those are Bible, Bible-thumping Christians who believe in that, right? And so it's going to be very polarizing. You're either living in a blue state, which where you will have more freedoms, if, that's, if those are freedoms you believe in, or you're going to live in a red state where you will have restricted freedoms, but it shouldn't affect you because you're a Bible-thumping Christian. It's going to be, we're in two Americas. It's two Americas. I mean, we're already in two Americas. Well, I mean, it's been two Americas on the race level for a minute, but now we're getting on an ideology of two Americas because we're talking about the don't say gay bill. We're talking about abortion bills. We're talking about the trans round them up like in the thirties. We are in a, in a, in an ideology battle that I don't know how to meet in the middle anymore. Like it was in the nineties or two thousands, early two thousands. I don't know. Yeah, it's because the abortion one for me has always been a struggle. Because, for example, like I could maybe make you understand gayness or trans rights pronouns, things of that nature. But if you fundamentally, fundamentally believe that that life begins at point A, and I believe point B, there really is no way for us to meet in the middle, except for I don't put my beliefs on your body, and you don't put your beliefs on my body. Period. Well, that's the thing, though. Two things can be true. You can believe that life begins whenever, Mm -hmm. but you can also believe that you have ownership of your own body. But you don't. Because keep in mind, if we want to go back to Miss Blackburn, crazy bitch who gets constitutions and declarations confused, the Constitution was written from a man's perspective. Period. Marriage, even at that time, was about about property and joining families, along with slaves, which again, weren't mentioned. Those were all amendments. Women didn't get the right to vote till later, right? So what you're, yes, it makes sense what you're talking about. But when we're thinking about the the founding fathers, there was no founding mothers. There were no founding... (laughs) We're thinking rationally with irrational people. Right. Because those are the same people who think that, you know, the right to bear arms is that I can have an AK-47 when, again, the right to bear arms was because of war back then. And they were musket muskets or whatever those damn guns are called. Like they, they couldn't kill a whole fucking high school in one minute. Right. Th- this is the difference that we have, unfortunately, in this day and age is people don't put logic and reality together. So I don't know how we blit. get in the middle. 
it's interesting that you bring up slavery again because my <laughs> next point was oh i'm so sorry um <laughs> no 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 uh so you know how we talk about reparations all the time and yeah. we know that uh uh, African Americans are never going to get reparations. No, I didn't know that there was a compensated, compensated Emancipation Act of 1862. So reparations were actually paid out after slavery. However, they were paid to the slave for releasing their slaves. Um, and then the freed slaves were basically told to get out of the country. They were not given any kind of like means to live or stay here because they, you know, they were taken from their own country, but they were told to then leave. Um, and then after that point is when, you know, the police force was generated because then you had what they called vagrants because they had no homes and no means to make any a living because they were just thrown out. Well, I mean, that sounds right because I do remember hearing about people getting paid back in the day and like my my learning. I'm not surprised. Like that, I, I'm at a loss for words because there are no words. You expect it goes back to what we were just talking about. You expect America to be fair and and you know bring me your tired and your your tideless and all that, right? That's what the Statue of Liberty says. But yet we don't. We still close our borders. Like we don't want people from Haiti and stuff to come in, right? But yeah, we're, I just heard today we're going to take 100,000 um, refugees from Ukraine. That's a lot. That's a lot of beautiful... I mean, I want, I want them to come in, don't get me wrong, but it's like, can we be consistent? I think that's what the struggle that I always had is like, all right, great. You gave this money to the slave owners for lost revenue and then asked the, the, the workers to get the fuck out. I'm very confused. That goes back to your Dear Abby letter of the manager of saying, hey, they said they don't want to work today. And I said, give me, run me my check. And I want to go cuss them out and tell them they need to pay this back. I'm surprised. They said the slave, the slaves need to pay the money that we gave, that we are giving to the slave owners. You need to pay that. Wouldn't that be some shit? No, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm read the fine print. Well, I mean, you know, that, that actually did happen. That happened to us. Yes, Haiti. Haiti's they like had that. To pay, Puerto Rico's um, like that too. I think they just finished paying it from like yep. eighteen yep. whatever, and now aren't they like? Is it Haiti that is like deposing the queen as their monarch? Oh, probably. Well, because I I I, I should have I should have read up more on this because I just saw it as like a, a headline or whatever, and they basically were asking they asked the royal family for like basically like a formal apology for colonization, and. There was no response, so like a day later, Haiti was like, "She's not our queen no more." Well, I just want to move on because if not, that got a little, a little mm. deep. She ain't bring nothing. 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 Uh, um. So I'm just gonna move on. Speaking of uh, the UK, to a little bit of gossip, a little bit of shade. So recently, uh, Simon Rex, who's an actor, he was in a show uh, called Cuts, I believe, with Princess Meghan Markle, Mm -hmm. uh, Duchess uh, Meghan, um, when she was, you know, 
uh, acting. It was like in the early 2000s, I believe. And he, they were co-stars. And so he's recently revealed that he was offered $70,000 by UK tabloids to say that he slept with her. Like to smear her again, once again, smear her, her name and whatever. And he basically said that it came at a time when he was he was broke. He he could use the money. Basically, he said that he would be on food stamps before he would take the money in that manner. And it just shows that there are still people out there that have a moral code because, like, he ought, ought, easily could have just been like, "Yeah, I slept yeah. with her," and taken the seventy thousand dollars. But you know, is more. And he's since like I, I think she's since like thanked him, you know, because she had heard what had happened, whatever. But just like thanked him for being like honorable, an upstanding person, yeah, an honorable person. Because any struggling actor, any like down in the out, that would be an easy check to, to cash in. Yeah, um, that, and just ride that wave. But I'm kind of confused because I feel like UK has stricter laws against protecting celebrities I, and privacy and all that bullshit. I think that those laws are uh, relaxed when you are a black princess. Oh, my apologies. Of- well, you're <laughs> My apologies. Because they don't like her Look, at all. I want to know the names of the people who were willing to pay $70,000 for a made-up story, which makes me be like, because whatever tabloid that is, I want to then be like, okay, any negative press that comes from this tabloid, Art. is it true? Is it any, any of real? it? If I can, because what's the, or I'm going to look at it and be like, what was that person's price to tell this story? Because the other thing was like, right. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I was going to say, Simon, you said Simon worked with her. Because I was like, did Simon even really know know her? But obviously they worked together. He would. But it's like, that means anyone off the street could have. Yeah. And he, I mean, he even said that other than like, I think one or two like platonic lunches, they never even had any interaction other than on set. I just need a little something sweet. I got myself a little candy tonight. So tell me, was there uh, anything that made you smile this week? The thing that made me smile this week is something that is coming to television that I know very little about. So I have been surprised with shows that I have little mm-hmm. knowledge about that are in the genre that I love. So uh, coming soon is the new show Moon Knight. And it is based on a combo character. And this character has the social identity personality. So you will see the main character in his like regular personality who doesn't quite know what is going on and then as a superhero it's a different personality but there's also a third alter that is a different Mm -hmm. personality um so i am excited to see where the show goes and learn more about a character that i have very little knowledge about i'm intrigued because moon knight if i remember correctly is a dark character and I have been pleasantly surprised at Disney Plus Marvel shows because I think they're striking a nice balance. Like they had um, WandaVision, which to me was very dark, but then they had something lighthearted with um, Hawkeye, right? That series. I didn't feel like that was dark, even though it was shot 
in a dark uh, imagery, if you will, right? And then if you think about all the Netflix shows that are coming over, which are mainly all dark, coming over, I really do feel we're either, we're going to get our Marvel zombies, and we are going, which I'm a little afraid of because I hate Marvel zombies, but I'm intrigued if they can do it right. Well, there is a zombies show in the works, but I think it's, I, but I think it's animated. My, I'm saying like real life zombies. Yeah, I think it's easy to do animation, but I'm, I have a feeling it'll come down the line. And I'm also intrigued to see if it's going to allow us to get real rated R movies like Deadpool. Like I know Deadpool does really well and it that gives them the blueprint of showing like, hey, if you do it right, you're doing it well. And I believe one of, I mean, all of the, the ones coming from Netflix are getting an NC-17 rating, right? So maybe not R, but like a higher than PG-13. Well, okay. So have you been on Disney? I have not, no. I can't say that I have. Okay, because all, the, all of those shows are now on Disney+. Plus. So when you log in, it actually asks you if you want to set parental control. And because you have to set your your account to mature to be able to watch those So if shows. I don't set myself to mature, it's going to be, I won't see them. Correct. Oh, interesting. So like if you, for your daughter, if you wanted to set her um, at, without that rating, then she would only get the other, the, the shows that were before. on the before. Ah. So she would get all the, the, the PG-13 shows, all, all those movies that are in the timeline, but she wouldn't be able to see those shows because they're, they have a high rating. Now, what about something like WandaVision? WandaVision is uh, PG-13, let's yeah. say. So the, anything that was on there before would she... We'll yeah, be fine. But the shows that are adding now, um, she would not be able to see. I think for myself, something that made me... Okay, it made me smile, but I don't know if it's appropriate to make me smile <sighs> in my feed was about this man who unfortunately passed away. Because he crashed into an 11 foot alligator in Florida. I know it just made me. I again, I'm sorry for for the loss of life, but for some reason, it made me chuckle because I was like, an 11 foot alligator. Do you know how long 11 feet is? Like, I do. Bitch, that's long. How do you like? First of all, you didn't see the alligator. Like, I just my mind is in a dark place. I'll give you the, the brief rundown. John Hopkins, not to be confused with the hospital. Uh, he was headed eastbound on Country Road 672. That's how you know he in the country. The road, it ain't like Beaver Street. It's Country Road. It's in the name, Country Road. I used to live on Carolina Highway 581. See, so you understand country, you see? Um, about two miles west of... So this is the funny part. He was heading eastbound on Country Road 672, which is about two miles west of Country Road 39. <laughs> Bitch, just say he in the country. <laughs> Damn. You see, this is why I ha- it just made me chuckle. Um, where he struck an alligator on the road. Now, this is twenty mile. This is about twenty miles away from Tampa. So I'm like, he was close enough to civilization. Because when you think about, like, I think about Manhattan. I think about even you know Riley. Like twenty miles, you still in Riley? Maybe like you not in the country yet. From where? You know what I'm saying? Where like, where did you say? From Riley, North Carolina. Riley. Where the fuck is that? How you say it? Riley. <laughs> What the fuck is Riley Hotel? <laughs> you know Riley. You know Riley. Um, <laughs> I, I was so confused for a second if you were serious about it. I was like, what I know. I was waiting about? for you to. I was, I was waiting, but like San Francisco, twenty minutes away. I'm still in San Francisco. I may be in like a suburb of Daly, uh, like Daly City or something, but I'm still in San Francisco. 
So anyway, I was like, 20 miles, that's not that far. Anyway, um, the impact caused his, you know, truck to flip and whatnot, but I, I had to go to the like website and I was looking at it and According to the sheriff's office, the only reason why they found him is a motorist was passing through the area and noticed the cars in the ditch. And somehow, because of the impact, which makes me think he must have been driving fast, the alligator was also dead. So I was like, how did both oh, people... Or both Because I just assumed the alligator like, ate him, ate the body. That's what I was assuming, too. And I was like, oh, let me go see what happened to the alligator. Um, yeah, but the alligator was, was also passed, so it was just... It was just something so weird, and I was like, only in Florida do you have 11 feet fucking alligators just roaming around the country. Like, that's not even swampland. So I'm just so confused altogether. <laughs> right. Like, on, on the highway. Like, no, on the country road. Country road 692 now. I feel like I, I also lived on a country road at some point. Like, I'm like, this is just crazy to me. So I just thought, like, it was something that made me smile, even though... Not for not because of the, the death, but because I was like a fucking eleven foot alligator, and then all of the country road stuff. It just made me chuckle because I was like, "What the hell?" Like from country road six seventy two to country road thirty nine. Like, just say he like we didn't need that. We didn't need whoever wrote it. Just had me chuckling. So that was what kind of made me kind of smile for the day because mm-hmm. there's not much to smile about in the work in the news. So wow. I guess that's all that I have for today. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? No, that's going to be it for me, too. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Check us out next week. We will have more. More new hot topics, more to talk about, more tea, more shade. And we'll check out what's on the grill. Well, thank y'all for joining us for another episode of Come to the Cookout. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Come to the Cookout. If you have any questions, you can email us at cometothecookout at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tizom Van Cleef. That's T-I-Z-O-M-V-A-N-C-L-I-E-F. How about you, Brooklyn? And you can find me on all socials at Brooklyn, like the city, Gabbana, like the designer. You are always invited to our cookout. Now y'all come back now, you hear?